This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A special bonus emergency podcast. Got a text from Greg literally 15 minutes ago. Do you have time to podcast? Okay, Greg, here I am. What are we talking about? <laughs> now, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're lying already to our listeners. I would never, I'm going to read the... I'm gonna uh, <laughs> see. I still don't know if I. I, I think you know that, that, that you're was doing our purpose. That's our purpose. Uh, here we go. Nine fifteen. It is now nine forty. What are you doing right now? Free now. What's up? Emergency pod. Oh Jesus Christ! Sure. LOL. <laughs> I knew what it was about. Uh, <laughs> All right. So I'm lying that I don't know, but I was. I was having you reveal. What? Uh. Well. Gun to your head, or gun to any of our listeners' head. If I told you. What is the one professional athlete that has prompted Blue Shirts Breakaway to do two emergency nonsense podcast episodes? Would you be able to name who that athlete is? I happen to, but I'll give everyone a second at home. Okay, it is Jay Bruce. Jay fucking Bruce, Ryan. My fantasy darling from like 2012. So we did an emergency pod when the Mets traded him for literally money and a minor league pitcher that'll probably never sniff the major leagues. And I had thoughts then. And the news today, or uh, if you're listening to this after we've made it public, which, spoiler, is two weeks after the fact that we've recorded this, the Mets have signed, re-signed. Re-signed? Yeah, I would say this they is have, re-signed. Yeah. <laughs> I, why don't we call it the Mets have cashmined uh, Jay Bruce nice for thing. three years and $39 million. So I, I this is going to be interesting because you don't know how you feel yet, and I have no will, idea. And this will be a nice uh, litmus test for you. Yes. I uh, I'll I'll tell you my thoughts, and then you can go from there. Give me your thoughts, a oh, wise Yankee fan. Oh, wise Yankee fan. I think Jay Bruce for thirteen million is suitable. Now was right. was that the deal you really wanted for your team? I don't think so. I I think you have there's much better options out there. We could talk about McCutcheon later too, if you still think that's viable. I don't think so anymore now that you signed Jay Bruce. Um, but why don't we talk? Let, let's 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 uh, pick at that scab right now. I don't think McCutcheon was ever viable. No, why not? You're you're not a fan. It's not that I'm a, not a fan. I don't think the Mets have the pieces to swing a big deal right now. I think his. I don't. I don't think it would be a huge deal for McCutcheon, especially because he's on one of the last years of his contract, if not the last. Question mark. Here's 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 the thing. I don't. If. I, it's not so much that the Mets don't have the pieces to make an Andrew McCutcheon trade. I think it's that the Mets realize they have the pieces to make one trade. And do they want that one trade to be Andrew McCutcheon? No, definitely not. I think I think the Mets, as much shit as people have given them, um, I, I think the Mets understand they have probably enough prospects to swing one semi-big to major trade. And I don't think that trade's happening before July 31st. Definitely not. I think the Yankees do the same thing, by the way. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that another time. Jay Bruce. Yeah, I, Jay, Jay Bruce. Um, $13 million a year. Three years. The, contra- the contract itself, completely reasonable and fine. This is a guy that wanted, when free agency started, I think his goal was five years, $80 million. was never going to happen. I- three years, $39 million. I, It's important to remember this guy's only 30. 
So you're still getting prime years on the deal. Mm-hmm. He's been around forever, and it's amazing that he's only 30 years old. He has been around forever, and he has had some pretty good years. You know, he, 270, nice bombs. He was good. He was good last year. Yeah, he, he was. He was probably the Mets' best offensive player, not named Michael Conforto, last year before they traded him. That's fair. Cespedes was hurt most of the year. And uh, you know I love Cespedes. He wasn't that great when healthy last year. He wasn't. Something was off. He was, he was probably, what, a two-win player yeah, last year? probably. He really wasn't games. that impressive at all. No, there's something was off. Something was off with the entire Mets team. Oh, you guys um, had a year from hell, so. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was done two weeks um, into it. By the end of April, I, I knew that shit was over. And you were, it, and you were I, right. I, I, it, it had been a very long time since I felt that way about a Mets team, but uh, by by the end of April, you knew that the year wasn't going to go the way Mets fans wanted it to go. It just there was no hope of it. Um, we're getting off point. Jay Bruce, the contract itself—that's uh, yeah, the, the easiest part of this to digest. Uh, three years, thirty-nine million dollars for an outfielder who can perform at a two to four win pace. That's a good deal. It's you good. do that deal every day. Um. Here's the thing, though, that I don't quite like. Where I, he has to play right field on an almost daily basis, right? He does. Um, and now your outfit becomes Michael Conforto. It's exactly what it was last year. It's exactly the, the same. Uh, it's literally the exact same outfield. It's Michael Conforto, who I think we learned last year is probably – on a good day, an average defensive center fielder. On a bad day, a poor defensive center fielder. This makes but your you know, outfield defense really susceptible to uh, left field. We forget how great of an outfielder Joanna Cespedes is. I don't. I don't worry about anything going on in left field. Michael Conforto. I. I. It's he's not JD Martinez. Like he's not a sieve defensively. He's. He's fine. He's not as quick as you would want a center fielder to be because obviously center fielders have to cover more ground than any other outfield position, but he reads balls well off the bat. Uh, he's got a strong enough arm to play center. It, he's just not as quick as I would like mm-hmm. from a center fielder. Uh, and Jay Bruce is a bad defensive outfielder. It doesn't matter where you put Jay Bruce. Uh, he's I, – I wouldn't call him average. I, I think last year he served – some average defense, but Jay, Jay Bruce just isn't that great of a defensive outfielder. Uh, he's probably, he's got a stronger arm than Curtis Granderson, but he covers less ground than Curtis Granderson. So it is, he is going to be what he is. Um, on the bright side, it, it does sound like the Mets have told him to be ready to play first base, which has its advantages. Um, Dom Smith did not look good in his six week cameo last year. I I would I it, by all accounts the Mets were doing everything they could to find someone that could potentially play first base at least on an everyday basis for half the season to give Smith some more at bats in Las Vegas. Uh, Bruce, when he played first base, I didn't have many worries about him at first base. None more than I did while, when someone like uh, I don't know Todd Zeal back in the day played first base. He, he he can handle it. He can catch a baseball. That's half the battle. That's you know, um, if you catch a baseball, that's pretty good. I would say that's a big yeah. part of baseball. Yeah. Um, so in a sense, I mean when you think position flexibility, you don't think of someone like Jay Bruce. 
but he can play first base and he can play a corner outfield spot. And those were holes that the Mets had. So you could say the Mets have filled two holes with one signing, which is, again, good, considering they're not working with a New York Yankee-style payroll. Um, which, again, they, they could be. Uh, they could No, they can't, because they're still broke from the whole fucking Bernie Madoff shit. I feel like but it's that's... been a long time since that happened. Ryan, have you ever lost nine figures? Nope. Oh. So I, I don't know how long it takes for someone to recover from losing nine figures. That's not an experience I have. I know how long it takes me to recover from losing $500. That takes a long time for me. <laughs> um, I can't imagine what it's like for someone to lose $150 million. You guys have an Overwatch team now. The Mets bought an Overwatch team. Congratulations. I know, and we, we, we donated $50 million for the Islanders to build a stadium. Hey, I don't know. I don't what know, is man. happening? I, I don't know. Uh, maybe the Mets have money. Who knows? Uh, anyway, uh, he, he was good last year, Ryan. Right? Like, there's, there's really no way to cut it. There's no way offense or butts. To, for, but now you're stuck for three years, my friend. I wouldn't say stuck, that though, because that's a movable contract. $13 million a year for a guy who's capable of producing two-plus wins a year, you can move that contract. You can move him. I guess you could move him the last year especially. But you're, you're expecting, and we've talked about this before, the Mets can be competitive. I don't see why they couldn't be, especially if Thor and DeGrom are healthy. Your team's pretty good. It's, uh, I know. You, how many how many times do we have to play the if the Mets are healthy they're pretty good card? Uh, every year, <laughs> every fucking year, every year. I believe my entire point last year in our preseason baseball podcast was there's I I think my exact words were there's no way the Mets could be as injured in 2017 as they were in 2016, and they they not only were as injured they took it to another level. I, I don't Probably know, the, Ryan, the, Is that the most injured Mets team of maybe all time? It was ridiculous. Um, I don't think of all time. Um, we weren't alive for it, but 1987 was apparently a uh, train wreck. A terrible year for everyone. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, the Mets were supposed to be a dynasty That's and everyone got, got hurt or put stuff in their nose and uh, it cost them. Um they still won. I think they won ninety games that year. We're, again, getting off the point. Um, Update by the way, next... someone's still going at you on Twitter about uh, yeah, about Lance Anderson. Have time. I don't what, have time. For what is right happening? Now. Okay, he's just he's just a cranky old man, Ryan. There's nothing I can do about it. I can't help. Uh, I can't help him, Greg. Can't do it. I'm not gonna let that piss me off. I need to stay focused. I need, I need, where are we? Oh yeah, Jay Bruce. Jay fucking Bruce. This is a Rangers podcast. I can't let a Ranger thing distract me from the thing I want to talk about. The Mets. Um, <laughs> So the Mets lineup, as it currently stands, uh, let's assume health for Michael Conforto. I don't expect Conforto to play at all in the entire month of April. But if the Mets are building a team around the fact that Michael Conforto is going to be in the lineup. So well, they better be. Uh, who the fuck leads off? Conforto? By the way. <laughs> he, 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 did great, he did great leading off for the Mets last year. Just real, just real quick. I'm, uh, I'm, I googled MLG trade rumors because I wanted to look up some Yankee stuff. And the first, uh-huh. the first, the top thing is Jay Bruce nearing agreement with unreported team six hours ago. It's the Mets. It's, it's the everywhere. Mets, my friend. It's I. We're here. To, <laughs> are you doing it on purpose? Oh no! That. Fu- <laughs> <laughs> uh, now that's gonna kill me. It's gonna kill me inside. Um. Okay. So, thinking about this, the other report today was it doesn't seem like the Mets are gonna make a trade even for a second baseman. 
Um, it sounds like the Mets are still going to add either a second baseman or a third baseman. And whichever one they don't add is Drupal Cabrera is playing the other. So I, off the top I of my head. I don't hate Estrubal Cabrera. No, he's fine. And he he's a good offensive player and he played a good third base last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like everyone else in this Mets roster, I have doubts about him staying healthy. Uh, so Mets lineup. It looks like Conforto, Cabrera. The, why am I even doing this? The Mets lineup is the exact same it was fucking it's, last year. I was year. about to I was gonna let you do it and be like, so that's the exact same lineup. No, no, I'm not I'm not even gonna do it. That's I think that's my problem. If I like in a vacuum, it's a good signing. My problem with this is the Mets have done nothing different. They're, they're, the one thing they've done different is they signed Anthony Swarzak, who I like, by the way. I, that's, I think, a good bullpen piece to have. Uh, but it's – they're just expecting the team to be better next year. It's the exact same team. In theory, yes, if the team is healthy, it should be better. But Jesus Christ, this is the same fucking shit. They did going from 2016 into 2017, and we know how it went. Oh, I, th- I think that's my hesitation. I want to like this signing. It's just, I, would I be happier if the Mets signed like Logan Morrison? No. I, Jay Bruce is a better player than Logan Morrison. My problem is Jay Bruce, I've seen. I've seen this game. Yes, yeah, so you know you know him. what you're getting for the next three years. You're going to get a guy who hits anywhere between 250 and 270 who's going to hit 30 home runs oh. and play. Oh, you're being, you're being generous. He could hit 220. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but I'm saying uh, at, at your optimum, what you'd expect or what you'd want out of this. That's what at, We've seen – the Mets have now seen peak Jay Bruce. It was the guy they had for all of the entire 2017 season, say, in the last six weeks. That That is the best we can expect from Jay Bruce. And that was good. That was a guy that was on pace for 35 homers. He was going to drive in 100 runs. He was hitting 260. He was getting on base. Uh, he was still striking out a fuck ton. But he served as a nice buffer to Cespedes in the lineup. It's just that it's not different. This, this is a frustration I think you and I have about the Rangers. Some, some of our frustration is the Rangers just, they don't shake anything up when it needs to be shaken up. And I, this is this this is the Mets doing the exact same thing. It's a good signing. It's a good deal. Everything about it screams good. It's just the fact that we've seen this song. I've heard it played a hundred times, and eh, it's got a catchy beat, but it doesn't really get me anywhere. Look what you made me do. No, I fucking hate that, that song. song. That sucks. is not it. That song sucks. Uh, you, but know. you guys aren't making it. This is your major offseason signing. This is this is um, it. I think Todd Frazier's still on the table. Do you want and that? I would put that. That makes you the Reds, pretty much. You're putting, <laughs> you're putting Jay Bruce, Todd Frazier. We're, By the way, I've seen that before. We're well, we're the Reds' offense with what's supposed to be good pitching. You're thirty. The Reds' to, offense was never a problem. You're the Mets are are thirty to one right now in Vegas to land Mike Mustakis. It's not happening unless Musta- if Mustakis wants a one year. 15 to $18 million contract to try and reestablish his value in next year's free agent class, then the Mets are an option. That's exactly, the Mets are not, that's exactly what the, the blurb here says for the Yankees and Mets. One-year pillow contract yeah. to try and go. It's the, he is the, it, one, I don't know why he would sign a long-term deal to play with the Mets. And two, I don't know why the Mets would sign him to a long-term deal. And the Yankees, the same thing. I feel like the Mets, yes. are, the, the Mets are, we're, we're also, that this is happening. You guys were 31, 30 to 1 to pick the, up Lorenzo Cain, too. And that's obviously not happening. 
I don't ever know how realistic Lorenzo Kane was, and I'm okay with not getting Kane. I'm not in love with Lorenzo Kane. I'm not really. About- I, I definitely. I, I, one, he's older than I thought he was. He's he's gonna be 32 next year. I don't, know. A, I don't know his age off the top of my head. 31, 32-year-old. I, I know he's at least 31. He's the 31, 32-year-old outfielder whose skills rely heavily on his good defense and speed. And those are the two skills that age the worst. I'm looking at all the free agents right now, and I know this is coming out for the public in two weeks, and a lot of dominoes might fall. But Jesus Christ, no one has signed. No one has signed, Ryan. In fact... Uh, earlier today, it's since been refuted, but when the Astros were close to a trade for Garrett Cole, I legitimately took a step back and asked myself, who the fuck is signing Jake Arrieta and Yu Darvish? I I don't know. Right now, the number one suitor for Yu Darvish, the highest odds in Vegas are the Cubs at 5-1. to one. But the Cubs seem, by my calculation, they're hot on Alex Cobb's trail. They are. And if the Cubs sign Alex Cobb, they are not signing another starting pitcher. Well, Joe Madden loves Alex Cobb. That's his boy. Exactly. And Cobb is going to come cheaper than either Arietta or Darvish. And all while giving you basically the same value. As about to say, and could be, again, is healthy for the first time in like three years. Could be better than both of them. Right. You're getting the same value for less money. So that screams like a move Theo Epstein would make every I, day. I wonder, and I this is going to sound crazy. I. If I'm the Yankees and I could get you Darvish or Jake Arrieta on a cheap three-year, I'd, I'd probably do it. Uh, the rumor I heard out there was the Red Sox are getting so frustrated with J.D. Martinez that they might just decide to sign a pitcher instead. And just get Arrieta or Darvish? Darvish would be terrified, yeah. terrifying on the Red Sox. Would not be a fan of that. Yeah, you, you, you partner someone with Chris Sale at the top of that rotation. Yeah. Um, the thing is, why would I, this is turning into a baseball podcast? Why, That's fine. Why would the Boston Red Sox want JD Martinez? For real? I mean, that bat plays at Fenway. You kidding me? No, I I know, but you have if you're looking at the team, you have offense. Yeah. Actually, I, I think the Red Sox had a. It seems like they had a better offense than they actually did. A lot of their pieces didn't on pa- on paper. Those are great names. They either. They all overperformed in 2016, or they all underperformed in 2017. Right. Bogarts had, like, one home run for, like, six months. It was crazy. And ben, Bogarts, ben Attendee the, the didn't only, produce, and yeah, you're right. Yeah, they, they struggled last year, and they're young kids, so they're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that lineup, I, outside of Chris Sale for pitching, is not anything to write home about. I mean, you're spending $225 million on David Price. Good luck. Yeah, that contract is blowing up. Yeah, he pitched, by, out, he pitched out of the bullpen. Yeah, and uh, that. but again, we mentioned David Price. That contract is also a reason why people are not investing in Arietta and Darvish. This is what happens when you give long-term deals to pitchers. They break. It's what they do. Pitchers break every year. Every year, a star pitcher breaks down. Not by his fault. It's just the human body is not meant to throw a baseball that hard overhand. It's an unnatural body movement. It's fair. And when you do an unnatural body movement repeatedly for years on end, something's got to give. It's, that's just physics. A Kershaw gets hurt. Yeah, Kershaw Everybody does get hurt. And he's a god. Yeah, I, but, I mean, while pitchers do get hurt, that's also the reason why you should just always have too much pitching because there's no such thing. 
Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. This, this free agent class is interesting because there's a lot of, there's a lot of good names though. Like, I mean, you don't, there are a lot of, there are a lot of good names. There are no great names. And I think that's the problem with free agency this year. It's because there's no standout candidate to set the market. So if you don't have a guy to set the market, no team wants to set the market. The market was Giancarlo Stanton. And then all of a sudden, once that ended, nothing happened. No, no, but that's my point. Like, Nobody wants to give Eric Hosmer seven years, $150 million, because that has a ripple effect to every other player on the open market. Right. If there was, if there was someone better than Eric Hosmer, say, I don't know, Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, guys of that quality who are going to set the market, a team isn't going to wait until January to try and sign Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. They're going to get that shit done quick. The, the problem is this offseason, there isn't a good enough first domino to set everything else in motion. The, the reliever market moved quickly because everybody knew that once one reliever signed, there was going to be a run. So they wanted to be the team that signed the first reliever. And then we saw as soon as one reliever signed, Brian Shaw was gone. Greg Holland was gone. Wade Davis was gone. Swarzak, um, Brandon Morrow, all these pitchers signed instantaneously. But the reliever market is almost completely separate from every other market out there. Nobody wants to set the market. Like Tyler Chatwood does not set the pitching market. The fact that he's the big name pitcher that has signed so far has no impact on other guys. Jay Bruce does not have an impact on other guys on this market. It's just nobody wants nobody wants JD Martinez or Eric Hosmer to be the guy that sets the market because then if you overpay for JD Martinez, you're going to force another team to overpay for Lorenzo Cain. And no team wants to overpay for JD Martinez. It, that that's the problem with this offseason. I I always no feel like you player. you have to overpay for for free agency. That's just the way it works. Well, yeah, because in essence, free agency you're always paying for past performance. Always, and those are the worst deal in any sport. Anytime you're paying a player to reward him for something he's done in the past, as opposed to what you expect him to do for you, it's a bad contract. And we're now in an age where general managers and front offices are smart enough to realize that. So we're seeing players get the free agency later. Uh, we're seeing payers get paid more in arbitration upfront. Like money, money is coming sooner for these players because baseball teams don't want to give someone. If Jay Bruce was a free agent in 2006, he wouldn't had a, have had a problem getting a five-year $80 million contract. I mean, Jason Worth had, at one point signed oh an eight-year how did that 100 happen? and whatever fucking million dollar contract. That contract will never happen again for a guy like Jason Worth. It's never going to happen again. But because for, for numerous reasons, but the main reason is there's just not value in the free agent market like there was anymore. Next year, notwithstanding, there's Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, they're going to get fucking paid. And they should because they're young superstars. Oh, but okay. young superstars don't get the free agency anymore. And both of them will, by the way. So, one hundred percent. Neither of them are signing an extension. Yeah, Bryce Harper will be a Cub, and Machado will be a Yankee. That'll be fun. Yeah, I I would agree with both of those sentiments. And Steven Stamkos is going to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. Yeah, we've never been wrong here before. Never. never. De- definitely not me. Um, but if you wanted, if you wanted a uh, whatever kind of bow you want me to put on the Jay Bruce signing. Yeah, the signing itself is fine. It's just a little frustrating that the Mets didn't do something different. It's it's and like, at the same time, I don't know what the different is. 
I have no idea. I don't know what the difference is either. I, there's no other outfielder. I, I don't want you guys, you know, I wouldn't want them. If I was a Mets fan, I wouldn't want J.D. Martinez. I wouldn't no, want. He's not, I don't even consider J.D. Martinez an outfielder. Yeah, I, I consider him first baseman or D.H. Um, I wouldn't want Lorenzo Cain. There's a lot of guys out there I wouldn't want to deal with. And you guys obviously, obviously aren't high on Dom Smith. I, I, I could see that. And even though he has, I still think he has great potential, but we'll see. And I think, I, I think one, it, it, it buys Michael Conforto time to get healthy. I mean, they were never going to rush him back anyway, but you can see in a way now where it's like Conforto, when you're healthy, when you're ready, we can live six weeks without you. Uh, two, again, it buys Dom Smith time to go back down to the minors to get himself right. Three, it could make Juan Ligaris an interesting trade piece. At some point, you have to do something with Juan Ligaris. You have to trade him. I think you could get a nice piece from him from a team that is trying to rebuild. And I think long, long, uh, he's an undervalued asset. You're going to not get the full value for him, but I think he's a nice trade piece. I don't think an, I don't think a rebuilding team would want Juan Ligaris. He's sneaky. He's older than you think he is. I think he's 28. Is he? I feel like he was 25. Yeah. All right. No, he's, he's a little bit up there. He didn't make his major league debut until he was 24. Oh, okay, that would um, do. So he's been he's been around a little bit, but he's on he's on a controllable contract. The Mets bought out his arbitration he's years. He's twenty eight, yeah. Um, you can flip him. There have already been talks about flipping him for another bullpen arm. I uh, depending on the arm, I'm I'm fine with it because I I Brandon Nimmo to me is a perfect fourth outfielder. He can play all three defensive positions perfectly well, and he's a guy where if someone has to miss two weeks of action, I don't feel like the Mets are filling the roster with a Steve Camper type player. Yeah. Brandon, Brandon Nimmo. And I, I, I actually love Brandon Nimmo as a pinch hitter too. So I like Nimmo on the bench. Um, uh, yeah, but you know, the Mets, they still have one. They have a big asshole in the infield that they have to fucking solve. And I swear to fucking God, Ryan, if the Mets sign Neil Walker, I, oh, you'll, I, 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 I might go a little nuts. Will you throw a fit? Cause you should. I, again, not because I hate Neil Walker. It's just like the Mets roster will be the complete same, identical same. roster from 2017 to 2018 with the exception of they will now have A.J. Ramos and Anthony Swarzak on the opening day roster. I will that, say, That's going to be it. I will say, if I'm, if I'm Brian Cashman right now, yeah. I am calling Darvish's and Arietta's agent every day asking – Hey, what are the other offers on the table? How can we get this to three years? What do they want? I'm just doing it every single day. I would call Darvish. There's something about Arietta that just has a bad stench to it. I agree with you. I have this bad stench, but uh, something's wrong with him. I just I haven't been impressed with him in the last year. Yeah, something. And it wasn't one of those things like, oh, it was just a down year. No, something, something felt broken something's about off. Jake Arietta last year. Well, Darvish had some tough times too, but that guy is ridiculously talented, and I want him. Yeah, I would if if I had to take a bet on one of those two pitchers being able to make a comeback, it's Darvish. I don't I don't think I want. I think maybe a year for Arietta. What would surprise? What, what's the amount of years that would actually surprise you if you're like? I think Arietta gets three year deal. That's where I think. I think anything more than that is actually surprising. I, I've always, in the back of my mind, thought he was going to get four. And that extra year was just going to be someone needing to give him a fourth year. It's like the Phillies. Um, 
I, I, I honestly don't know where Arietta goes. It's weird. Uh, this is what I'm, this is like. If Darvish doesn't sign, even when Darvish signs, it feels like the only two teams that are vying for top end starting pitching are the Astros and the Cubs. Oh, the Red Sox. And the Cubs, but are they? The Red Sox would still like a bat. Yeah. Like the number one goal the Red Sox have is a bat. And the Red Sox are now thinking about starting pitching because they just don't like the prices of the bats available. That's fair. You look at you look at the Cubs and the Astros. They've always been tied to starting pitching. But it always feels like the Cubs want Alex Cobb, and that's just an eventuality. And it always feels like the Astros kind of want you Darvish, and that's an eventuality. Mm. And then you put Garrett Cole in there as well. Astros, the Astros are Astros hot on his tail. Darvish is like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so What? What? <laughs> What happens to Arietta? Like, that's the thing. If Jake Arietta goes to the Phillies, I don't get the same feeling I got when Scherzer went to the Nationals. Oh, no way. Scherzer's a monster. Right. And even when Scherzer signed, I was like, that's going to be miserable for four years. But years five, six, and seven, I won't feel as bad about that Scherzer contract. And I still feel that way. But Arietta, I'm not going to feel threatened by him from day one. How could you? No, but like what happened to Jake Arietta that I feel this way about him? I, I think he had a really down year and his velocity and a lot of his metrics were off heavily throughout the entire yeah. year. Something there's I'm telling you, there's a stench on him that I if I could get him on two years Jeez, and though, roll that oh dice. Oh my god, the Astros with you Darvish is going to be disgusting if that happens. Yeah. Well, the Astros also have to realize they gotta re-sign Dallas Keiko. Uh they gotta re-sign a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, they got they got some they got some money that they're gonna have to be paying soon. So, if the Astros are gonna, I mean, there's nothing to say the Astros won't dole out big dollars, but they got a Correa extension. They got well, you got, you got extension. a mini dynasty going on here. You gotta you gotta sign the kids. Yeah, you gotta lock those. You gotta lock those assets up. Yeah, Correa, Bregman, it's all gotta happen. I still feel like Bregman's a the guy they could move. See, I think for Bre- the right piece, maybe, but I think Bregman is also like the home one of the hometown heroes now. Sure, but I I feel like your foundation is Altuve, Correa, Springer offensively. God, that's And I feel like Bregman, Bregman is like that guy on the outside looking in where and then Keichel, we love that we have him. Keiko Verlander, Darvish? Yikes. Oh, my God. I forgot the Verlander. Yeah. yeah, he's fucking good, Greg. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. It, this You and I were talking about it earlier today because again we were mulling ideas about what we could do our this podcast jay bruce helped us jay bruce helped us but one of the topics we were thinking of is just we would this is the time of year we would talk about baseball there just hasn't been anything happening nothing at all nothing nothing very strange do you want to uh before we leave do you want to you want to talk about two of our boyfriends getting traded no we'll save it you want to save it yeah we'll save it Let's save it for next week's podcast. Duclair and I mean, we, Colin Denning. Just, just, we can talk about it a little now. We can eh, talk about it a little later. Uh, I'd say, all right, just like two minutes at max. Oh, we don't have to go in depth. I just wanted to acknowledge that our boyfriends got traded. Listen, the- I miss Anthony Duclair a lot. And and this is going to – I told this to Dan LaRose earlier when I was texting him. You know, if Duclair was in New York and he was a star, it would really it would do wonders uh, for the popularity of hockey. And I don't think I'm hiding anything here. If, if most people that play hockey are white guys. If there was a non-white guy playing hockey in New York, I think it's much easier to be a star uh, in, in New York City like that, and it would pr- promote the sport a lot. And I wish Declare was still here. I wish he was could develop into a top-line player for us. Obviously, he's not that. He's been very unhappy in Arizona. 
I'm happy he's going to Chicago, a place hope he can he can shine. And Adam Clendenning was a nice throw-in. Throwing? How dare you call Adam Clendenning a throw-in? Uh, I could do that. He's throwing. He likes sandwiches. I do. Uh, let's see. What did they? Yeah, they didn't like Richard Ponick. Whoop de do. The rich get richer, though. Let me tell you, the Blackhawks. I. It's great that he's going to be in Chicago. Oh, he's gonna he, he's, he's gonna have a great time. He's he's. That's a good deal for the Blackhawks. I I feel a lot better about the Blackhawks end of that deal than the uh, Coyotes end of that deal. Um, we'll talk more a bit on the on the actual podcast. For sure. Wow, there was something else I wanted to tell you, and then I just I just had a complete and utter brain of fun. Hey, you know what's pretty cool? Before you go to bed, check out the Overwatch League. It's neat. Is it? How yeah. the, how the, how the Mets doing? Uh, they play tomorrow. For real, huh. they play with uh, the Boston New York matchup is tomorrow. Oh, um, rivalry day! Yeah, I gotta be honest. Uh, right now, I think I had it up a second ago. If not, I'll bring it up. Sorry about the clicking, everybody. Um, click, 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 click. Yeah, they have. Ooh, I just put something on. It's they have three hundred thousand people watching right now. Like, man, people watch anything these days. It's but the production is ridiculous. They have like full announcers and they have like full viewing ability. It's really, really cool. So I, I hope uh, it, it's it's a nice way to. It's the first video game ever to kind of take the sports model and go with it. So I hope it works out. Yeah, it's, it's intriguing. I like the fact that actual people are investing in it too. That that always feels like... Uh, Kraft owns the Boston team. I know. <laughs> the Wilpons own the New York team. Yep. Oh, the Wilpons don't spend money. They spend money. Oh, they spend, they spend, spend money. The Overwatch. And Overwatch. They bought the Overwatch and, team. The and Jay Bruce. The New York Excelsior. Yeah. <laughs> uh, leave it to the Wilpons to name their Overwatch yeah, the team after a level of the city field mezzanine. There you go. Check they couldn't name it like, like they could have named them the Big Apples. Uh, by the way, uh, the other teams have like pretty diverse rosters of um, Sweden players and European players and Asia, Asian. Oh, just players. tell me, nerdy white guys on the Mets. Oh, the Mets is all Korean people. <laughs> it's all they're all Koreans. So hey, the Mets, the Mets are one of the first teams to invest in that market. All right, we all remember Masato Yoshi. Jay Young So, Satoru Komiyama, oh, no, Soyoshi Shinjo. Listen, if you're going to be playing Overwatch, you probably want to be playing with Koreans. So, sure. I don't. I don't know. I am decent with Lucio. That is all I know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. It's uh, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm very I, interested to see how this league turns out, especially because it's the first. There's been a bunch of e leagues and esports leagues for Dota and other big games, but with Overwatch, it's the first time they've ever done like cities. So LA has two teams. New York has one team. It's, it's and I think there's 12 teams in total. It's pretty fucking cool, and they all have costumes. You know, what was the one thing I never understood. What? Drone racing leagues. Is that a thing? That is a thing. It's on like ESPN two occasionally. Huh. I didn't know that was a thing. Drone racing. It's yeah, it's weird. They like go through obstacle courses and shit. I don't know. I'm into a lot of weird stuff too, so I guess I can't be that mad about drone racing. I don't know. It feels like just bring back the world's strongest man competition. Yeah, Where are those marathons at 1 o'clock in the morning? There's no wrestling in the Olympics. Think about that. There's Greco-Roman. They got rid of it. What? Yeah. Google. Hmm. Yeah. Crazy. I don't know about that. Crazy. Crazy times. All right, we're out of here. <laughs> yeah. All right. All so, right. to recap. Okay. Jay Bruce. Second Jay Bruce-themed podcast. Turned into a baseball podcast. Turn into an E-League podcast. Turn into a drone racing podcast. <laughs> Turn into an Olympic podcast. Interesting. Yeah. The, 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 the ladders we follow, man. Let me tell you. We do it. 
Jay Bruce, three years. It's a good deal. It's a it's a fine contract. It's a good I deal. Just, it's just more of the same. I'm sorry. A, a rose by any other name, Ryan. That's it. We're out of here. Love you guys. Bye-bye. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.